make sure you're actually capturing all that beautiful footage. Mm -hmm. So, as I normally start, I am here with Rotor, and I just want to say thank you for... I appreciate that we finally get to do this. Of course. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Finally, uh, yeah, key to my, key to my schedules is, uh, hey, we're going to do it this date. It might be two or three weeks out, but I can commit to this date. <laughs> so it worked out. Just so you all know, we planned it a month in advance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing. Uh, I, I had, I had uh, like maybe two or three days of time where I could have done it um, between my two trips, but it's a good thing we didn't because that's when I caught COVID and I just stayed in Nashville until our vacation started. So I never came back for like 22 days. So right. that's, I guess it was a good thing. We, we waited the long run. And this is actually the first, I don't want to, I guess, live video recording for the documentary, but, um, just to point that out before we, and my mic is on. Okay, good. That's the one thing I didn't look at, but, uh, <laughs> well, that'd be tragic. I'm not. It, it, this is anything but professional. Um, it, not, <laughs> <laughs> how how fun would that be to have to go back and try to dub your own voice, like try to figure out what questions you asked? <laughs> no, I've done it before. <laughs> okay. no, I've done it before. Um, uh, well, I normally start start by asking the question, uh, you know, how'd you get, you know, you know, you're starting gaming and why Twitch? Yeah, uh, gaming has just always been a passion since I've been very little. Uh, started back, I, I want to say my first like system I remember playing on consistently mm -hmm. was Nintendo 64. You know, good old Mario 64 days. And uh, there was this weird Volkswagen racing game that I somehow remember. I don't even know what it's called. But that was the start of my gaming career. And um, really, it's just been a way to keep up with friends. I love it being in the military uh, and moving every three years. Um, I, mm -hmm. I lose track of like even my best friends from back at home, but my online friends I get to keep up with no matter where I go. Right. And so that's that's what's really awesome for gaming now. Um, I'm also a very competitive person, so that's why you always see me on multiplayer online games. I don't get as involved in like the single player games, even if they have great stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the streaming aspect of it really started back in 2018 when I had a buddy that was part of our like core gaming crew and he worked on oil rigs, and so he'd have week on, week off schedule. And the only reason I hit the live button was so that he, well, he, he had Wi-Fi out there or something while he right. was on shore, but still like out at the oil rig, however that works. Either way, he could see us gaming and still be a part of the crew uh, during his week off. So that's the only reason I hit live, and it mm -hmm. sort of became just a, just a hobby, you know, on, on right. the side, a chance to connect with people good friends meeting you meeting the chefs meeting quick like just well you you know all about the streaming hype so <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah um well i mean i was gonna save it for later but i mean it makes it it's probably something to get in right away that your stream is a little bit unique from other people because you do the monthly charities yeah now, I you know I know, Tech has explained it to me once or twice. But uh, for the for those who may not know, do you take any like payoff from Twitch or does everything go to the charity? Like explain that aspect of your streaming uh, for those who may not know about it. Yeah. So so the way I do it is um, 
100% of the subscription profits um, go back into the charity each month. So I do it through a program called Tiltify. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like that program because it, in, it immediately like shows my contribution. Contribution. Uh, I, I think it just makes it a little more, it puts a little more integrity to it as opposed to say, oh, I'll count up the subs this month and donate at the end. I like being able to do it right in front of you guys and like, hey, there was just a five sub train. I'm gonna multiply that by $2.50, which is what I made from those subs mm -hmm. and donate live on stream. So that's why I like doing it that way. Right. Um, <laughs> um let's see but back to it uh the bits go into like upgrading our stream mm -hmm. and uh basically all the components we have in the back are through a lot of it through the bit programs um, like the elgato stream decks uh the lighting and everything we've been able to do lots of upgrades um because of the support for the stream through bits but right. that's kind of differentiation of of the support that comes whether it be through subscription bits and how we use those right right yeah i see what i presume uh a cupcake representing the chefs huh? <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> they were able to support us for a very long time um man they support us for a year and two months and doing another dollar per subscription and um that that was just absolutely phenomenal and you know they still hold they might not do the, the dollar matching at the moment, but they're still like 99% of the gifted subs because they like they are passionate about what we do. Um, we love supporting them as well. Um, it's been an awesome partnership with those guys. Uh, super charitable, awesome people. We actually, on our vacation, we got to go and meet them. So uh, we extended our trip in Gatlinburg and went over to, to spend a few days with them, and that was phenomenal. I can imagine. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, it's... Well, I mean, that's actually opening to the uh, to a good question. Like, is it, like, I don't want to say surreal, but like a uh, an experience meeting people that, because you, you met the, I presume you met the <laughs> chefs online, right? Yeah, I've had two different instances of meeting people. Uh, the first one was um, my friend Gobert. Uh, we've gamed since I was in high school, uh, like early high school. We game for about 10 years, and then when I was uh, stationed, no, I went back temporarily to Alabama for one of my trainings, and I got to meet him. But that was for only like a few hours. Uh, super cool experience meeting someone you've gamed with for so long. Um, but then the chefs were different because uh, we've known each other for about a year and a half, uh, but very intertwined, uh, both through the charity work, through just hanging out um, on Discord and, and gaming and everything. And we actually got to spend a total of three nights with them. We got there late on Thursday night and spent all the way through Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's so funny because it, it, you tell friends and family that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to meet a gaming buddy. Like, have you ever met him in real life? I'm like, no. They're like, wait, you're staying at their house? Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds really weird to people. But yeah. then you think about it and I tell them, I know... I know the chefs, what's going on with the chef's life, uh, how their bakery's doing, how their relationship's doing, how like just it, how life works for them. Then I do my best friends at home because you know we're not we're not calling up and catching up right. every single night. But I'm gaming at least every other night and talking to everybody. So I think that's right. one thing that's kind of special about those online relationships. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like meet up. It's yeah, just normal. <laughs> right. You know, it's like. Uh... 
it's like Lyle said, uh, you know, a kid from Mississippi knows people from, you know, England and Australia and, you know, all Florida and California. And, you know, I mean, I, I for one never expected to know, you know, have, fr- you know, friends in Texas or California or England or, sure. you know, it's, but it's the advent of streaming that allowed for that avenue, you know, that avenue to open up. Yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense. I don't know if I have too many. Uh, we've met people through chat internationally, but uh, right. I don't know if we have any like consistent guys I game with or anything. Do you? Uh, people I've met internationally or just consistent people I game with? Consistent you game with. <laughs> Is that just uh, the way you said it? I, yeah, I, I no, I that. have. Yeah, I have consistent. I have people uh, internationally I consistently game with. Yeah. That's sweet. Mm hmm. I guess we do. We do have someone in Canada. I guess that counts. <laughs> so, so, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. Uh, the time zone is a big issue. Even across the country, time zone can be strange with work schedules and being two or three hours off from each other. Right. Oh yeah. No. I. I. Because that's what I get hit with. With, uh, you know, people who want to play Among Us and they like. Oh, they're they're on the West Coast, so it's a three-hour time difference, and it's like, you know, when it, when we were doing this, I was like, okay, that's good, you know, Rotor's only an hour away, you know, Texas is only yeah. an hour difference, you know, it's it's good, you know, it's just keeping track of the time differences, and you know, I mean, that's the <laughs> key with England. I mean, England's five hours, five hours ahead of me, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, when it's this Jeez. time here, it's I think. For example, right now, I think I'm pretty sure it's like midnight there now. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It was five hours. Because did you say you're you're, you're Eastern, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm from Texas, but we're actually in Washington State now. So I'm, I'm three hours difference from you. Oh, wow. Yeah, so three hours uh, from you to us and then five hours. I'm surprised it's not more five hours. But well, for you, it would be, what? I think for you, it would be eight hour difference from England, oh, I think. Surprised. Eight hour, yeah, that makes sense. If it's five hours from you, yeah. Um, but uh, well, actually, another considering your experience with dealing with charity, I mean, I had my first charity stream back in May. Heck yeah! It's it was an experience dealing with, you know, getting in touch with them, you know, setting everything up. Do you normally mm-hmm. communicate back and forth with the charity, or do you just set it up and you know let them know? You're do, you know you're gonna be raising money and then you don't like is there any communication between you and the charity or uh, it totally pen, depends I've never initiated um, I kind of just um, I go through all the the tiltify options those who have signed up uh, to be a part of the program and everything um, and I find something I want to contribute to something I'm passionate about mm. um, that I want to help out with and then I just set up a charity for that uh, sometimes they do different specific events or just for the charity in general um, a few the ones that have responded or have like initiated contact are the smaller guys like there's there's one um, program in Houston Texas uh, really close to, to where I live they take stray dogs train them to be service animals uh, for disabled vets right and they're a real small program and they reached out to us they sent us some uh, like plush dogs and a couple t-shirts and everything and they were super grateful um, and it's cool to see how you know we're we're small streams. Um, what we we still oh, yeah. make, uh, we we can make an impact 
uh, especially those smaller programs. Not that your money doesn't go to to impact something like Red Cross or No Kid Hungry, because we've done No Kid Hungry and that stuff before. Um, but it makes more of a noticeable difference to those smaller guys who don't have quite the uh, financial support. So it's cool hearing back from them and how much they appreciate it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not usually, uh, I don't usually reach out to them. Right. Okay. I mean, I know, uh, well, I know you can't see me, but I just put <laughs> up, uh, I just showed on screen, um, I just showed on screen the uh, stuff that was sent to me from Hashtag Hope, the charity I worked with back in May. Nice. Uh, you know, the little pamphlets, and I think they said, like, little, you know, uh, thank you uh, thank you note, I guess, is the best way to put it. And yeah, some stickers, awesome. it, you know, some stickers that I don't really feel like digging for because I wasn't prepared to talk, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure, you, sure. You, you think I plan ahead. <laughs> Can't be prepped for all the topics. <laughs> well, I mean... I have the I have some questions written down, but that's uh, right. You know where we go from the questions. It's you know to us. That's the that's the whole thing. You know this is just supposed to be a directionless thing. But uh, <laughs> the the you know the initial thing was that I. I mean, initially I would say that the idea came from another YouTuber who set this. You know this you know was doing a different documentary. But the other concept, like, uh, I know the first interview I did, or the first few interviews I did, I focused on the pandemic. And I know that COVID may not be as prevalent nowadays as it was two years ago, or a year ago, even when I, you know, like, it's not as, it's not as talked about, I guess is the best way to put it. Sure, yeah. That, what... Because I know you said you started streaming back in 2018, right? Yep, yep, 2018. Was the, like, did you start streaming more because of the pandemic? Or how did the, how did the pandemic, you know, hit you? Mm. Uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure we did a whole bunch of teleworking. And I do more work a lot of times when I'm at home. And sometimes there's less work to do. Uh, I think I was definitely able to game more, and I definitely streamed more during COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until I had my newer job, and it was a much more tasking job, working over at a, a different side of the base and everything. But um, I'd say overall, the answer to that question is yes. I streamed a little bit more than I normally did in COVID. You know, I th- I think one of the reasons was it gave me the the time, and like during my lunch breaks or. Um, while teleworking everything, I had time to invest in upgrading the stream, whether it be the graphics or working on uh, the transitions and um, all the different effects you can do. I don't know. It was just it was fun to have a little bit more time to delve into this hobby, and right. that probably is what ignited a little bit more streaming. Right. Um, right. I'd, I'd say that's probably the best answer to that one. <laughs> right, because I started streaming during the pandemic. Like I started streaming in September twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I mean, to be fair, I probably still don't know what I'm doing, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get, uh, you get it slowly. Uh, YouTube Academy is, was my, uh, saving grace. Yeah. Really watching people like, uh, what was it? Harris Heller and a whole bunch of other guys who are, who are great at just making Twitch happen, making streaming in general happen. And now they have all the kinds of programs back, back when I started, 
Twitch was really the the main streaming service. Now they have YouTube, and uh, there was one that kicked off for like a year or so, but it didn't really catch hold. I don't remember what was that one. Do you remember? Yeah, there Mixer. Another... No, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that thing is still no up and running it, or it, it folded up. <laughs> we gotcha. Yeah, it folded up. I think it's just Facebook and uh, YouTube now. Oh, Facebook. As, that's right. As far as Twitch competitors. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't even think that they're technically competitors. I think it's more just, you know, preferential Yeah. for people. YouTube definitely has a little bit of a hold. Um, I, I, I don't know any big guys on Facebook. Right. But I know YouTube has some uh, contracts with some pretty big streamers. I mean, they've got... Uh, They've got Dr. Disrespect, Tim the Tapman, uh, a few other guys. Is Cloaksy stream with them? I don't know. I see some of their videos on YouTube, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know kind of what who holds the uh, yeah I am the power there. I'm assuming still Twitch. Oh well, yeah, dedicated to it. I mean, and speaking of you know the bigger streamers, the you know the main reason why I I, I mean part of the reason why we're putting this together is because. I feel like when you, you know, because, I mean, I don't know about you, but Ninja was the first person I saw on a mainstream talk show. Sure. As a stream, you know, as a streamer doing mainstream talk shows and interviews and, you know, and I'm not saying he's the only one that has, he's the only one I've seen right. mainstream do it. But I feel like 90% of the time when they're on mainstream avenues, the bigger streamers, the last thing that the interviewer wants to talk about is the gratitude or how thankful the streamer is for being in that position. Because they want to talk about what is interesting uh -huh. and what gets people's attention and, you know, that aspect of things or, like, the mental health aspect of things is not necessarily what, like, the attention-grabbing, you know, topic that most people would end up wanting to talk about. Yeah, I gotcha. You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, the big streamers um, don't want to talk about that stuff, but in some cases they sound disingenuous and they're just mm. saying it because they feel like they have to or they don't mean it. And, you know, they're cold, you know, they're called out 90 percent of the time for, you know, being di disingenuous, you know, right. but it's like, like, I guess the question is, when do you think somebody crosses that threshold and do you like, do you think that it's do, do you think that it would it's something that is it should still be a part of an interview and that people in the media just don't look at it that way because of not you know I don't want to say not doing research but like maybe doing research on the topics that are traditional for interviews and other topics are not traditional for interviews I guess I don't completely know what you mean. So you're asking like where where crosses the line of 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 what topics to put on and and the the ones that well, are it's like it's like shadows or do do well. I guess the simple question is: Do you think it is that like do you think there that most media interviews focus on just traditional interview questions as opposed to trying to do the extra mile go the extra mile with questions like you know mental health gratitude you know yada 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 because gotcha. they don't want to talk about some sensitive topics uh i guess that's possible um 
I guess it depends what type of interview too. Like if you're just if you're just trying to do an interview with a person, get what their their basic stuff is about. I guess it makes sense not to dive in that deep. But like if you're going into uh, a series of videos where you want to talk into those uh, specific struggles and everything, it does make more sense to to handle those there. I don't know. Um, well, I guess there's lots of factors there, like how long you have, who your audience is. No. But I, I see where you're going. It, it, and yeah, that makes sense. I guess not everybody can be Sean Evans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is usually when I would, uh, you know, segue into a Sean Evans quote of, you know, uh, this is the part of the, you know, this is a part of the interview where we uh, go to the guest's Instagram and uh, it's called Explain That Grant, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be funny. Good thing uh, my, uh, all my socials are pretty, um, pretty explainable, I think. <laughs> I hope. That's that's when you pull up one that I wasn't expecting. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna say, you know, like uh, maybe I should, start, maybe I actually should start doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I get like specific now specifically to you, like, because I know you've again you've started you've been streaming. Have you, you know, have you taken hiatuses or because I know some streamers do take. Like not not work related hiatuses, right? Like, you but know, just just from gaming or like like streaming. From streaming, you know, like where you you know game in your personal time, but you don't, but you're not streaming because you're burnt out or you needed a break sure. or you know have you taken you know a you know have you taken any hiatuses? Speak to that a little bit. Um, I have not. Uh, I get plenty of breaks just from my work trips in the first place. Uh, so I'm usually gone at least a week out of every month. Uh, for my job, uh, and of course we take like I was just gone for three weeks. Um, right. I don't. I think someone who is more full time and like instead of more of a hobby, but more of what they're actually trying to do with Twitch, right? And uh, and and streaming, I think probably lends itself more to needing those breaks. But for me, I don't treat it much differently than I do actual gaming. Besides, you know, just. Just chilling and talking with people, right? Um, so I haven't, I haven't felt the need for that break, but I would totally get it if it was uh, more than what I do. Well, I mean, in, like just, just right. gaming every other night, and right. Uh, I I do have nights every week that I'm gaming, and I don't stream, and I think that's good too. Right. Um, because one, you're you're focused on the guys you're gaming with, um, those relationships and everything, rather than somewhat dividing your attention between. Uh, both entertainment and uh, just interaction with the people you care about in Twitch and then the guys you're gaming with. So I, I think it's important to have both, but I've, I've never felt the need for a break. Um, I've known at least two or three people, though, that spend more time on Twitch and that have felt that pressure and been like, yep, I need a, I need a break. I'll be back next month. <laughs> right. I, I, that's, that was actually my next point, that it depends on the mindset. Mm -hmm. If you need a break or not, because... You know, I've been asked by at least one or two streamers about burnout, mm -hmm. and if I've suffered from burnout yet, and it's like, I've suffered from game burnout, but <laughs> sure. not streaming burnout. Yeah, yeah. I think it totally depends on the individual and how much pressure they take from streaming. Right. And uh, for me, it's, it's the same thing with gaming. Some people will absolutely rage 
uh, when they're gaming, things aren't going well. For me, it's relaxing. It's uh, it, it's never putting me in any kind of rage right. or I agree. pressure or so. I, I'm assuming streaming can put different levels of pressure on people too. And if it's someone that right. you get all antsy about, oh crap, am I doing exactly what I need to on stream and everything? That's going to build up and right. uh, be a little bit more intense than than how chill I'm able to take it, I guess. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing. And it's like, because I've been... Um, I've been known to go the more relaxing route with games. Mm-hmm. I know you... Like what games you play? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like Tower Wash Simulator, um, Stardew Valley... Um, sure. Tetris, uh, you know, games like that. I mean, mm-hmm. to a point, I would say Among Us, because Among Us isn't exactly a competitive, intense game. <laughs> then you look at, you know... It can get intense depending on who you're playing with, but I, I get what you mean. It's not like a uh, you know, super stressor game. Right. It's more of a you know, fun stressor. You look at Courage, you know, Courage JD and you know those guys playing Among Us. You know, they're yelling at each other. You know, yeah, ruining friendships. But uh, you know, you on the other hand have Call of Duty. Yeah, which that is a game that people rage on, mm-hmm. and for sure, and. Uh, I don't know. It just has never been that way for me. I enjoy the right. I enjoy the competition and and uh, you know if I get killed, it's not no. It's something to improve on. It's nothing to rage about. Right. The 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 one point that I have with Call of Duty is I don't have the in-game mics on for other people because I don't oh. trust Call of Duty. As in, like my party hear... is turned on. But every other person in the game, they're automatically muted. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, man, yeah, those lobbies can get interesting. I personally love hearing death comms. Um, I think they crack me up because you hear so many people that are taking it personally when you right. when you team wipe them. And <laughs> I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, but definitely when you're in the... Um, like just multiplayer lobbies playing Call of Duty that can get a little toxic and right. that's when most of the, anyone that's not like in my party is probably getting muted too so I probably identify with what you're saying more in multiplayer right as opposed to Warzone where you're only hearing a death comment every once in a while right so more like Vanguard say as opposed to actual Warzone mm-hmm. yep yep well, since we're talking about Call of Duty, I you know you did bring up a point that we'll go back to. It. I'll put I, I I remembered a question that I was going to ask earlier, but we'll go back. I'll put a pin in it and go back to it. Yeah. MW two. Mm-hmm. Which one? The one coming out in October. <laughs> the new one, dude. I'm pumped for it. No. Yeah. I I I haven't been excited for Call of Duty in a while. Um, the idea of going back in Vanguard into World War Two, and I just like it's kind of. It feels the same. I wasn't a too big of a fan when they did it last time. Uh, what was that before that? Cold War. It was okay. Mm. I don't know. The last, the greatest Call of Duty in the past, what, five to seven years, by my opinion, is Modern Warfare, um, the new one. And so this is just the sequel to that game. It's, yeah. It should be the same developers, 
Um, it's going to be on its own engine. I think the biggest downfall of Warzone right now is that they took this idea of, of taking it from more than one game and combining games. They did it for the first year, and it was kind of cool. Like, hey, I can use Cold War guns or Modern Warfare guns. We got to... I think I don't think we had a new map at that point. I think the new map came with Vanguard. I right. can't remember, though. Uh, but I think it's just gone too long, and it's created so many issues with the game, too many things to balance. Right. Uh, if you want to be competitive, you have to be watching videos of exactly the stats. And I'm doing this, like, in my free time, because I enjoy being competitive. I'm watching to see which best gun has the best TTK and is controllable and, and watching all these guys analyzing it. I think it's just gone a little too far. Right. I'm really looking forward to the reset because Modern Warfare 2, it will have a battle royale and it's going to be completely reset. It's not going to have any of the past games. It's going to be its own game and I'm super excited for it. Right. Maybe too excited. <laughs> so right. I hope it's a good game or I'm setting myself up for some severe disappointment. Now I will it won't put, have zombies though. I will put this disclaimer out there now. This might mm -hmm. not be published until after Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> appears on the shelves. So yep. don't blame me for that. I'm putting the disclaimer out there now. <laughs> that, hey, um, yeah, dude, it's already out and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be worse no, than I Vanguard. Have, I have high hopes. Dude, I just, yeah, multiplayer didn't feel. I, I, lo I loved Vanguard at first. Vanguard is uninstalled now at this point. I think Modern Warfare <laughs> is still... Uh, no, I think I just uninstalled Warzone not too long ago. But um, I have the multiplayer still downloaded so I can level up guns for Warzone if they're the strong guns. That's the only reason I have Cold War and Vanguard on my PlayStation still. I go through phases with Warzone that I'll, I'll want to play it, then I won't want to play it, then I will want to play it, then I won't want to play it. So, you know, <laughs> if, you ever, if you were ever curious why me and you have never played Warzone... There's your reason. Yeah, we've played Rocket yeah. League. We've played Rocket League, but we've never played Warzone. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah. that was a, a private lobby, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. With a few people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um. So the question I was going to ask earlier was when we were talking about the charities, or when we were talking about your, you know, charity breakdown. Have you caught heat? Have you caught heat from people that like are new from your stream, are new to your stream? that see that you do the charity but don't believe that you're actually you know that don't believe you no and i that's what i thought about a lot before i even started this whole uh charity train and that's specifically why i do the whole tiltify issue because it's something that's updating live in front of everybody it's an official program um i that's one thing i wanted to avoid from the very beginning because uh, i think that uh, the way most people do it is the easy way of like, hey, I'm going to do a charity right. for this month. At the end of the month, I'm going to take that amount of subs, multiply it by the 250, and then donate. And that's kind of just on the integrity of the streamer. Right. Um, there, there are some ways you can you you can prove to, that you did it, like a donation receipt or something put in the Discord. I, I don't know how people do that. I just wanted to avoid that from the very beginning and just do it right away as soon as the sub train ends hey you see it you see it go live on stream um so i think because of the way we do it we've never had those kind of accusations or issues um which was my intent from the beginning it was something that was very heavily thought about before we started um pursuance of like making this a charity stream right time. right now did you 
were you a charity stream from point you know from point zero or did you Mm-mm. convert to a charity stream at some point yeah uh it was the beginning of i want to say 20 let's see it's 2020 right now i might have started doing the beginning of 2021 consistently of mm-hmm. like no nah, it, it was a little bit before that but it wasn't as robust and advertising like dedicated to it until i would say the beginning right. of last year so uh, we're approaching two years of it being a very dedicated thing for the stream right now was it because of covid or was it because of you just didn't want to you, you know you just wanted to do something different to try and differentiate or like was there a reason why you converted well it was just taking a look and and trying to make my hobbies meaningful to me right. so like i love gaming but i'm like how can i i i don't need the money from twitch um we're we're well off i've got a great setup um i don't need money specifically from twitch through subscriptions and everything i feel like it could better be used um towards going to help people which is awesome to be able to do that with um mm-hmm. one big reason i went to the military is like hey i've got a job that is literally helping others um something i'm passionate about and if i can take my hobbies and still do my hobbies but direct that in a way that that is helping other people then it just made it all so much more meaningful right um just streaming as a whole and i'm like hey i'm i'm still gaming a ton and i feel like i'm making a difference so that was something that was important to me and uh just something i kind of found it was an option i had seen um people do you know month-long charity streams Right. And I was kind of like, well, what if we just did that all the time? So, uh, yeah, that's I'm in the wrong channel. That's how that happened. <laughs> we had a, we had a special guest. Yeah, I thought I blocked it out. I thought I blocked it out for people to join, but I guess I didn't. I thought my camera screwed up. I went, oh no, and it's it's just because the the Discord screen went to three people, so it wasn't screen capturing the right place. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I got rid I got rid of it uh, now, but it's true. It appears I'm in the wrong channel. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's how the charity stream stuff got started, and consistently. Well, I mean, that's the I mean that's the other thing because I did uh, I did. Um, What's it called? I did. I got in contact directly with hashtag Hope uh, just to okay. you know gauge interest. Blah 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 blah. And honestly, I didn't know the amount of work that went into charity streams. And mm-hmm. like, was there any you know like like how much did you have to make sure people knew the change was happening before? You know what you know what I'm saying. Like you were adding um, to it, or like, did like did you let people know you were becoming a char- you know like doing this charity thing before you changed? Um, it started out as intermittent. We did the whole like, hey, this month we're supporting this, and um, as I became more passionate about it, for one of like, hey, I can do this. Like, um, I got really in depth into Tiltify and how it works. Um, it's super easy for me to set up a new uh, new charity. It takes me like. 10 minutes to get everything swapped over whether it be you know like my stream commands uh where it's you can type in like charity info and it tells you about the current charity and the overlays and everything um i've got kind of a flow down since i've been doing it for almost two years 
I could do it quickly, um, but really, I didn't have to do much announcing because as we did it just month by month, like, hey, this month we're going to do it, and then right. um, we'd finish off that month. People came kind of accustomed to it. Of, right. Like, hey, yeah, this is well, what yeah. we're doing as a channel, and all I had to say was like, hey, we're going to do this every month, and people were super supportive, so uh, right. they kind of knew what it was about beforehand, and I think probably expected it by the point we actually said, hey, always a charity stream. Uh, no more month by month. It's just going to be what we do. Right. Well, yeah, because that's actually the difference. The charity set up everything and the event and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it seems like you do it yourself. Am, am I right with that? Yep. Yeah. So that that was yeah that was the difference. That for me, the mm-hmm. charity did the you know did that stuff, set up the commands, set up all that stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the charity set up yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, there's a ton of work involved. Uh, if you go that route and it has some benefits mm-hmm. um, especially if you're just doing like a specific month as opposed to uh, doing it every single time right uh, doing it through this program just is definitely ease of use probably half of my time is uh, no definitely more than half my time most of the time of setting up is figuring out which one that I want to support and we've had recommendations from um, the chat and I just go through and look and uh, make sure it's something we are uh, right. about supporting and then uh, the setups not too bad um, when you when you have a program that is dedicated toward it and I think um, let's see I think Twitch has a new charity feature um, I'm very curious about how that feature is going to work uh, I'm going to stick with Tiltify because I think it works great right um, but I, it's really cool to see some integrations into some other really big programs I think uh I, I use Streamlabs as like my chat bot and everything and my merch. Um, I think they have a ch- yeah, I just they opened do. it up. They have a charity section now. So like a whole bunch of people are getting on board with with making it easy. Um, I will to do a charity. If That's really cool. If the charities that I contacted uh, for other stuff uh, get back to me, then I will heap heavy praise on the stream. No, I'm only kidding. The Streamlabs charity thing is very easy to navigate and you know. Yeah. Uh, it's and, very. And the good thing is, uh, I've actually uh, supported um, a charity back home, and they were not on Tiltify, but it was not too hard for them to sign up. So if you've got someone that's like uh, chatting with you, and uh, you have a program that you do like to use, I don't think it's too difficult. It, it might take them a few hours, right. something like that. But if you know, if you have the potential to give them a few hundred dollars or something like that then uh, they might take that time and go sign up for, like, for what mine back home, they went and signed up for Tiltify, um, and I was able to support them. So that's one way to kind of circumvent that process is to just have them sign up for whatever platform you're using, and that worked out really well for us. Right, and, you know, uh, one, well, one question I was curious about was, did you pick was the connection with Call of Duty did that have anything to do with your background in the military or is Call of Duty like uh, not like you don't play it because of the military aspect of it because I know some people no. don't really you know <laughs> unless it was subconscious <laughs> they, they, they don't really look at Call of Duty as a accurate depiction of the military no <laughs> so uh, even my job has nothing to do with what Call of Duty is all about so uh, I started, man, I wonder when I started doing uh, first-person shooters. I remember the first Call of Duty I played, I think, was the original Modern Warfare. Maybe a Call of Duty before that, I'm trying to remember. 
but uh, I don't remember ever having been like, man, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to go shoot guns and be part of the military. Uh, that wasn't really, uh, I fit, you know, just that separation of video game versus real life. Right. <laughs> I don't think that ever really affected me. Um, now, you take it the opposite way now. I do love flying helicopters. That's what I'm doing now. And every time I hop into Caldera, I'm going for a helicopter. So there's some associations with probably why I enjoy it for sure. But um, I thought you were gonna say I'll you're gonna start playing. Uh, I thought you were gonna say you were gonna start playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> yeah. See, like I'm not so passionate between the two that I would go and just to, fly a helicopter. I enjoy be, the competitive aspect. Right. To be yeah. fair, Flight Simulator is flying a plane, not a helicopter. Yeah, do, uh, do they not have helicopters? I don't know. I've never played the game. <laughs> I've seen I, the game. I think they might, but not very many. Yeah, because... I'm pretty sure they even have, like, hot air balloons. You know, I know the game is very heavy to run on any platform. You know, oh, it takes a lot sense. It takes a lot to run the game because it's actual... Yeah. From what I understand, it's actual, like, Google Images in the, yeah, in the game. Actually, that's why it looks so good. Yeah. Um, Dang. well, actually that's a perfect, perfect segue that have you always been, you know, Call of Duty specific or were you, you know, where you would stream other games? I know you occasionally do stream other games, but you more often yeah. than not are on Call of Duty. I am, since my start of consistent gaming in high school to now, my main game has been first person shooters, specifically Call of Duty. Uh, Apex took the reins for a good while. Uh, Apex Legends, when that first came out in 2017, uh, yeah. that was our main game for probably a couple years. Uh, I also spent a good time playing Rocket League. That also started 20... I want to say that was 2017, too. I wasn't on the bandwagon when that first came out. Uh, a buddy told me about it. Um, those are really the two only games I can remember spending a lot more time on than just like completing the campaign. I've played a lot of other games in the past, but you well, know, once you complete the campaign and everything and there's no multiplayer aspect, I don't spend a lot of time on it. Well, are you are you one of the people that, you know, with uh, for example this year that you know, you're playing uh, what would it be? I mean, I guess Warzone's its own individual game now, so mm -hmm. uh, that you would switch, now you're going to switch up to Modern Warfare, you know, Modern Warfare 2, mm -hmm. that you wouldn't jump back occasionally to Vanguard, or would you, are you, like, are you one that just goes to the next, you know, okay, the next one's out, I'm going to the next one? That's exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rarely look back, um, when we've got a little bit tired of, the like I said, Warzone, I feel like it needs the refresh of Modern Warfare 2. Uh, we've tried to take breaks. I've gone back and played like Fortnite a couple games. Apex I played for actually got back into it just a little bit uh, for one season, but um, well, it, it, it's like for example when Cold War came out before on. Vanguard came out. Are you the one that you know? Okay, you know, like or even when even when the new game comes out, do you you know like slowly push out the other game, or is it just instantaneous where you? It's, you know, the new game's out. I'm not playing the old game anymore. Uh, it's pretty instant. Uh, I love doing the completion challenges, or like the camo challenges for the weapons. Right. Uh, the last game I did it, though, was Modern Warfare. And I love that game. Um, 
and I started doing it for both Cold War and Vanguard and just didn't enjoy the game enough to, to keep playing that long um, and went back to Warzone specifically so that's what I've been playing for at least the past couple years just because I didn't really enjoy the multiplayer of right. the last two Call of Duties near as much um, now granted when Modern Warfare 2 comes out I think it's going to have a great multiplayer again and I think my time will be much more split um, between Warzone and the actual multiplayer aspect because once again I enjoy the grind I love uh, the competition of like trying to do well in a game but also trying to use different weapons and get all the mastery camels all that type of stuff so and also who doesn't um, like Captain Price exactly right and Captain Price is back he absolutely is yeah I love all seeing all the returning characters and, yeah not um, the same voice actor though that would be great is it not? No, it's a different voice actor this time. Interesting. No. He must do, he must do a, a decent job at least because in the previews and everything I haven't noticed. <laughs> no. Um, small details, you know, small details. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one, one subject that actually popped up with uh, in the previous interview that I now integrate because you know you learn as you go even you know they say preparation is key i don't have a script i have the <laughs> i have the right i have the sh i have the stuff written right next to me gotcha yeah and to clarify no none of this is getting cut none of this is getting edited everything's going to be raw every you know because it's it, that's the point it's just supposed mm -hmm. to be a back and forth conversation it's just you know sure you know it's just it's it's not supposed to be you know edited and you know, I'm not trying to get, you know, a narrative where I'm going to cut out the words where you say, no, no, it's nothing like my job. Yes, it is my, you know. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> not manipulating. Yeah, yeah, I'm not manipulating it because, you know, I'm not going to go in and edit it, edit it again. Sure. But from somebody who's been, I mean, not to, you know, point out the length, but for somebody who's been doing streaming for almost four years or four years at this point, I don't know when you started, but... Is there any advice if a new streamer came into your chat or DM'd you that you would give to a new streamer from somebody who's been doing it for, you know, an extended period of time? It depends what your goal is. If, if you're asking for tips for growth, I'm probably not your guy. You know, I have an average of six to eight viewers after four years of streaming, but that's because uh, my intent of streaming is completely different from someone who's... Uh, their only intent is, hey, this needs to be my career in five years. Um, so it, it kind of depends who would come into the stream. Right. Um, for me, someone brand new, uh, my recommendation is going to be find someone on YouTube that you really enjoy watching and they have good content and uh, figure out ways to set things up, way to, the way you want your stream to look, um, do as much as you can yourself because the more you learn just the quicker all the setup's going to be and right. the, the better your stream's going to look because I think it's when I read someone I try to look for someone low viewers that has put effort into their stream because right. they're enjoying it they're, they're giving their time right. and effort into it but, so I don't know if I have too much for um, like growth I just have tips for having fun <laughs> right if that makes sense like i enjoy what i do like i said it's a hobby i've taken my hobby and made it into something that i feel special and helpful for other people but uh 
growth is not my specialty. <laughs> right. And sorry if you can hear the uh, national anthem in the background. Um, and sorry if you can hear. And sorry if you can hear my. <laughs> ser- sorry if you can hear my air conditioning. No, I cannot. It, it's so you, you, it, you know. It's too. It's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot for me not to have my air conditioning playing in the background. So, or playing in the background, running in the background. My yeah, I gotcha. You know. Um, you know, I I do agree with you, but the one misunderstanding that some people may have is that go on YouTube and not look at the setup, or look at the you know you know the the how their voice is, how their, you know, uh, mannerisms and uh, inflection and tone and all that stuff. And they would try and be that person. Mm, interesting. How about uh, speak to how important it is to try and be yourself as a new streamer? Yeah. Uh, shoot, dude, that's a hard question. That's a really hard question because for what? someone like me who's, who's very um, relaxed and like I said, not this is just a, this is just a hobby that I've I've turned into something I'm passionate about. Uh, I think there is more value in being yourself. And uh, I mean, you can ask Chef later to see his opinion on this, but I, I don't feel like I'm too different on stream than I am in real life. Um, however, there are plenty of guys who like their their online persona is someone completely different. And I think there's a good way and bad way to do that. Good way is someone like Dr. Disrespect, who, maybe not my favorite person as a person, but, like, he's created a character, and that is how he entertains people. And I think that's really right. freaking cool. Right. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There are people right. that do that, and, and there's that form of entertainment and everything. What I think is an unhealthy way of doing that is... Like if I was if I was sitting here as me trying to portray myself as something I'm not, like right. he doesn't, he's not trying to say, hey, this is actually me. He's this is my character for online. Um, so I I think at the beginning that sounds like a bad thing of like, oh no, you have to be yourself on stream, and I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think you need to like have a, an element of honesty either way of like, hey, right. This is either my character for entertainment, or, um, or this is me. Like it's it's one or the other. Um, I think when that gets unhealthy, is you're trying to portray yourself. You're you're trying to be like somebody else because I think that's where your question was, was kind of intended on going. Is like, hey, this is this is who I really like. I need to be like them, and I think that's a total mistake. Right. For sure. Right, because if you're trying to be like somebody who has fifteen hundred viewers on Twitch already. What's going to make them leave that person and go to you? If you're yeah, already yeah. trying to be that person who has mm-hmm. all those viewers. Yeah. So I completely agree. Because basically, if you have your own character, that's still you. You know, you're right. being something original. Um, you're, not, you're not trying to mimic. So, for well, sure. The, the door that does, that, does, that does open is, how long did it take you to get comfortable on stream? Um... I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever had too much struggle with it. I think the biggest struggle, uh, uh, not just com- being comfortable, it's managing a stream and playing at the same time. I think that's the difficult part. Well, I got used um, to so, it because for the first bit, not to interrupt, but the, for the first bit, 
-hmm. nobody was there, so I was used to managing the stream because nobody was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, neither one of us are guys that blew up to 500 viewers all at once. And no, yeah. All of that. And, uh, so I, I see what you mean. That's probably a really good reason why it wasn't too hard to get used to it because you st I started out just streaming from one guy and there was no intent on growth. Well, I will be, you know, I will be honest that I, it took me, I started streaming in September and I probably wasn't comfortable on the stream until about February the following year. So I started in September 2020 and I wasn't really necessarily comfortable until February 2021. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, you... Yeah, it, take, it takes a while to... Right. To get used to talking to, um, for one, a chat. A chat sounds weird at first, like interacting with, right. with text with your friends through text while you're actually speaking uh two you're probably playing a game and depending on what game you're doing it might not be like 100 percent interaction all the time right um, but with a game like call of duty right my, my attention is divided when i'm in a gunfight i'm in a gunfight and then it's just getting used to and getting comfortable with hey i'm okay right now I'll take a look at chat and be able to have a conversation um until the next time and it right. depends what game you're playing and right and you know it's um the idea of like well even as somebody who i have a background on youtube because i've done youtube i had done youtube for about five years before i started twitch but there's a difference between recording it not live and being live. yeah twitch you're oh, live yeah, that makes sense. you know youtube you're not Traditional. Sure. Yep. The other door you opened was when did you get passionate about it? If you could pinpoint a specific time when you got passionate about it. Um, streaming or gaming? Um, why not both? <laughs> gaming, <laughs> probably, uh, mm, I want to say like, just before high school or something like that, when multiplayer became very commonplace and the, the level of competition was there, uh, the ability to play online and everything, I feel like that was kind of making a, a big leap during that time frame. So I'd probably say that's when it became much more of a hobby and passion. Uh, for streaming, um, it wasn't something I cared much about for probably at least the first year. Um, and, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like, I cared about what I did and making good content, but it wasn't something I was looking to, to grow at all. And now at this point, um, any growth that does happen, which I've, why I've put so much in into the production, um, also means more charity work. So as soon as the charity work became an aspect of our stream, that's when I started diving into making the best production as I can. Now, granted, with a full-time job, I have a hobby, uh, other hobbies uh, that are doing really well on different platforms um our off-road um an adventure channel on instagram and our truck all these things like take up time and so my attention's kind of split right um but probably when the charity work started that's when streaming became much more of a passion um and a dedicated hobby now would you say when you first started the intermediate intermittent uh, charity work or was it when it became more of a full thing where you're doing the charity work 
that it became a that it became a passion because you said there were two there was the occasion when you first started doing the charity work and then mm -hmm. there was an occasion where it became it's a full part of the stream yeah. was one well, more like was the passion level different like did it get higher because of that or was it did it arrive at that yeah i think streaming was just kind of there at first then i saw the idea watching some some twitch streams of like hey cool you can do this month by month like hey i'll i'll take the time to set it up this month and that's just kind of like the dose of holy cow this is cool to to do something outside of just hit live and actually make an impact right. and mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that so um i think that's what kind of grew just doing it i think we probably did it at least three or four times uh just kind of randomly throughout the year uh before i went and made it a full-time stream thing um and yeah, it was probably the dose of those three or four charities that uh, ignited a little bit more of a passion to right. to take take the time and um, the re my resources to make this what it is now. I mean, for me, I would probably say it was maybe last. Uh, I would probably say last summer, where you know I was in a weak place because my PC was going, you know, a seven-year-old mm -hmm. PC. It was finally, it was finally on its last legs. And it was either you make the decision, spend the money, get a new PC, <laughs> or give up streaming. Yeah, I gotcha. And I chose spend the money to get a new PC, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're here now. <laughs> yeah. So... I think that's probably if I had to pinpoint a time when I clearly had a either that or I don't want to say it was because I don't want to say it was, you know, back in October of 2020 when I put in the time and the effort to become affiliate. Because I feel like that's too soon to say you're passionate about it. And more to say that you're just trying to get there to see if you can. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that makes total sense of just, hey, this looks fun, let's see if I can do this, versus, right. hey, I'm, I'm putting all my time and energy in it. <laughs> or, I would say, the charity stream back in May, like you said. For its, mm, but, you yeah. know, like the aspect of, you know, doing something for somebody, you know, actually making a difference. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. One other thing that I know a lot of new streamers have issue with is mm -hmm. uh, view count. Okay. But instead of going the route of view count and talking about, you know, how, you know, you don't, don't care about the view count, blah, 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 speak a little bit about how much mindset of if you're focused on the game, if you're, fo if you're just gaming and you're just, you know, enjoying the game, that you're not paying attention to the, you know, you're not paying attention to the other aspects. You, you know what I mean? Sure. And it's just the mindset you have to be in. That if you show you're yeah. enjoying it, that people will come. You may not believe it, and it may take a while, but people will come. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think there's lots of different factors. It depends on your personality, um, how you play the game, how entertaining you are as a person. I don't find myself. I don't think like I'm a super entertaining person in general. I provide decent gameplay, uh, some chat interaction. Um, I think really kind of my my thing is, is the charity aspect of it that kind of rounds right. out. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I agree. Like view count is, uh, not something that's ever been a huge part of, part right. of what I've done besides like 
hey, let's try to make affiliate, but <laughs> right, right. Because um, I think I, I think I think it shows as well. Um, I, I think if that's something you're trying to grow, and which of course, if you want to grow into a, a this being a career, you need views, and there's there's tons of like strategies out there for um, one being active on multiple platforms like YouTube, uh, to, uh, goodness, what's it called TikTok. Um, all those platforms, and because Twitch is not a very good place to grow by itself, right? Uh, it's just not a very discoverable platform, right? And uh, you have all these other platforms that are discoverable. You creating good clips, something like uh, Instagram or TikTok. What I found is uh, I, I've got an account on Instagram for our adventure page that that has thirty five thousand followers, and the interesting thing is from the time I've had five hundred followers to the time we were at thirty five thousand it doesn't really affect how well your video does. It's very interesting. The way the algorithm works is, you know, how good is that content? How much of a grab does it have? Does it have uh, something that holds attention and makes people want to watch the whole video? Right. Um, I mean, there's a little bit difference in performance uh, from those time frames. Right. Um, but I think the same thing applies for for growth and view count on Twitch. It all depends, you know, what your ultimate objective is. But right. Um, I guess a lot of people would say, oh, you shouldn't worry about your view count at all. And I'm like, well, for me, that's completely true because this is my relaxation. This is my, my way to chill with my friends and, and just have a good time. But uh, other people have different objectives and view count could mean a lot. So, well, and I know I that... Know. I, I guess that made me my kind I, of unique. I know that view count... For that one. Like, consistently looking over and seeing zero or, you know, one or whatever on the view count it, it could be a little discouraging sure. yeah. that, you know, you're thinking, well, why am I doing this if nobody's watching? Mm -hmm. But what I've learned also, it's time slot. It's day of the week. It's if there's a holiday, if, you know, you know, yada, 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 yada. You've got to know your demographic. Sure. Because it goes back to time zones. Like if a lot of the people <laughs> that I... If a lot of the people that are in my demo, are, are under my demographic as for a follower list are on the West Coast time zone and I'm streaming at three o'clock my time, that's mm -hmm. morning for them or, or you know early afternoon for them. So they might sure. not be here unless it's a weekday, uh, unless it's a weekend. Mm. Because people yeah, work. You know, people work, people go to school. You know, and that's where you got to pick a different time slot to stream. Otherwise, people may not be there. <laughs> yeah, there's so many factors. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that's what people who brush off stream and brush off this and brush off that say, oh, you just go and click live and you just play games for two hours. Well, well go do something more productive. <laughs> did, yeah. Um, did, you have have that, seen... did, you, did you have anybody that... Did you have anybody that, like, gave you that look when you said you were streaming? Hmm. Probably. But, uh, you know, when it's, when it's just a hobby and I'm having a blast doing it, I don't think really. I mean, if you communicate that passion and the friendships you've made and stuff like that, uh, I think people are a little less confused about what streaming's all about and why the heck would you do it. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I totally get it. Um, I mean, when you're sitting somewhere with uh, very few viewers, it can be discouraging to some people. But 
mean, oh, yeah, there's, there's multiple things involved. One, what's your goal? Two, no. what it, what do you consider success? And where are you trying to go with it? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's you know, that's where mindset is so important. And you know, if I I haven't gotten to the point yet where I've had you know new streamers come in and ask me advice, but you know, but if they did, I would basically tell them, you know, find, you know, find something that works for you, find what works for you. Mm -hmm. You know, people think I joke when I say I've just been throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. That's what you gotta, <laughs> that's what you gotta do. Yeah, for sure. You, de you definitely have to uh, try new ideas because no one wants to see my gameplay of getting a quad wipe. That's not going to do great on social media platforms or anything, just all by itself. Like, there's thousands and thousands of people out there that can do that and are putting that content out. So, like, if you're looking to go big and um, do a lot more than zero to three viewers, then you got to have something pretty unique, um, right. both entertainment wise and gameplay wise, I feel like. Um, right. You know, and. And that's where I would say that I would, I've even said it, I would always prefer, I would prefer, you know, a small to mid-range stream as opposed to blowing up. Because I'd rather know the people that are there as opposed to just mm -hmm. look and say, oh, I know, you know, I remember you, you were here, you know, two streams ago and mm -hmm. just recognize the name but not know the person. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely see the benefits of that. Um, I don't think I could... Uh, like, if I had my dream set up, obviously it'd be get, making it big and making it a career. But then again, I don't I don't put in near the time and effort it takes to get there because I focus my effort more on what's doing well as one of my hobbies. My time and effort has recently gone into um, our adventure channel on Instagram and that's ended up doing really really well so that's kind of why my focus has been shifted in the past six months or so of what I'm trying to advance so like I'm just taking both of these hobbies and being like I love both of them which one's doing well right now well this one's doing really well so that's that's what I'm gonna uh, try to put more of my time and effort on not like I'm giving up on the other hobby but it definitely like affects oh yeah where I'm trying to put the growth so. Oh, yeah, because I know I've been trying to fixate a little bit more attention on Instagram because I've been told, oh, if you post more on Instagram, you'll get more people looking at your stuff and blah, 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 blah. That's a lie. But <laughs> um, at least for me, but, you know, but, gotcha. uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know I know what to tag with if I'm, you know, promoting this on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 35,000 people, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's been real. It has nothing to do with gaming. Um, it's um, just about our fun adventures and our Jurassic Park truck. So, <laughs> and, and and don't worry to those listening. I would ask permission before I tagged him. I wouldn't just assume that it's okay because it's him. Because I also don't know the. I also don't know it. So, um, <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> the. You know, ironically enough, I don't like being the center of attention. But, you know, you you want to mm -hmm. you, you want to be able to see you you want to you you want to guess that because I'm hosting an interview segment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. With multiple people, but that's beside the point. Uh, 
the last real main uh, attraction of this was the a lot of uh, what affected people in COVID and drove people to Twitch because I even would probably I would love to see the numbers on Twitch compare it comparably from the pandemic you know the heavy 2020 to now to see if numbers went down because mm. people started going out more when you know when the pandemic started loosening yeah but I know that mental health started having an effect on people during the pandemic mm-hmm if you're yeah, I, I don't know the numbers or anything on those but um, I, I think I've I've seen posts and stuff about what you're talking about well if you're has that how has twitch influenced your mental health mm, I don't know I think it's uh, it's I mean it's a chance to connect with people um, if done in a healthy way, uh, I think it'd be good, bad for anyone. But for for me, it's been great. Uh, just having the chance to to uh, meet new people, communicate, uh, be part of something bigger than just my own gaming. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. But uh, like I said, it's, I think it completely depends on the person too. Uh, for me, it's been a very positive thing coming out. And just to those listening, we're not purposefully integrate. You know tying everything to it depends on the mindset it's just how it's working out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like that's my answer to a lot of things because you know a lot of what comes out of what i'm doing specifically gaming it can affect people in different ways uh, right i've had people who have had to completely step away from gaming because it just enrages them <laughs> and, right right uh and, and some people enjoy uh having something that's frustrating them and Right, uh, you know, challenging them to do better, that type of thing. So, right. uh, I just feel like I have a very positive mindset about most of it. So I like to, I like to put that disclaimer out there, like, "Hey, it's been great for me. Maybe not for everyone, though." Right. Because uh, I've seen both sides of it. It, well, taking it from that perspective, how positive was Twitch for? You? Like, how 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 positive of an outlet? was Twitch for you during lockdown? Oh, during lockdown. Um, I don't know. I, I, Like we talked about earlier, I think I had more time to spend on d developing um, our stream, but um, I think the stream remained probably pretty close to the same, for us at least. Uh, we're not very, like, outside of, of, of Twitch and connecting to people through gaming and everything. We're not super social people. Like we're, we're very comfortable doing so, but it's not something we right. usually seek. Um, so we're very like we go explore on the weekends ourselves, go for hikes with our pups and that type of stuff. And uh, none of that was really taken away uh, by lockdown because fair enough. You know, you, you couldn't right. go to a lot of social events. That was a huge piece that was right. missing from everybody's lives. Is is uh, going out to a bar and just having a drink with people or going to people's houses like that was looked down upon and. Um, right. When you, I guess when you just don't do much of that in the first place, it had less of an effect um, on us for sure. Right. Um, and of course, the the gaming community never left. Um, right. Mm -hmm. If anything, it drew more people in. Like, hey, I can't go out tonight. I guess I'll play some video games. And so, if anything, that grew a little bit, um, as opposed to being hindered. Um, 
I mean, there were definitely plenty of opportunities we missed. Uh, we're at a great base right now, and uh, we wanted to make some trips to like Canada and everything. And mm -hmm. being shut down for two years, definitely missed some opportunities there. But you know, we made the most of uh, the local area and things we still could do. Right. Um, I definitely see how a lot more people were greatly affected. More people that need more like social interaction. For me, social inter interaction I can be very good at and very, seem very comfortable, but it does drain me. I like. I'm like ready to go home <laughs> and just relax. I'm much more of a relaxed uh, person than needing that social aspect. So um, I don't know. I didn't mind it a lot of times. I know that might sound like a funny answer. <laughs> right. Oh, no, I completely understand. I mean, I, I don't think like I don't think I realized how much of an effect Twitch had on me until stuff started opening back up again. Mm, okay. You know, and, you know, the socialization and the, you know, the interaction and actually having something to do outside of going right. to work that I didn't realize how much of an effect it had until, you know, I was able to go to somebody's house or I was able to go out to the bar. Or I was able to do something outside mm -hmm. without, you know, not even without a mask, but just without right. being like, are you sure you want to do this? Oh, you can't do this. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. One well, one more COD question before we before we get to the last question is, how much of the COD community do you think is toxicity, and how much of it do you think <laughs> is competitiveness? Um, I think those can be intertwined a lot, but oh man, I think. Do, do you think that m more people from the outside of the COD community refer to it as toxic than people inside the COD community? probably oh goodness yeah. i don't know no i i don't know if i'd even say that because i i refer to it as toxic a lot like you you go you play through a game oh yeah and you'll hear death comms every single game of of people being very toxic and how they're reacting to yeah what just happened and mm -hmm. you listen to the lobbies and man game it affects people in different ways and a competitive game where mm -hmm. like call of duty it's going to drive that type of um, rage in people and toxicity and I don't know uh, it definitely doesn't have to be that way obviously I think right. hopefully we show a good example of how it doesn't have to be that right. way mm -hmm. but I, I think it is very prevalent in the game and I think that's just the nature of it that hasn't changed since uh, gaming competitive gaming first started online multiplayer like if anything it's gotten a little bit better I don't know if that's just like a, a culture shift or um just less acceptance of it by others. I don't know. Um, I don't feel like that's anything new for sure. It's been something that's been around since the start of it. Right. Uh, and, and just the nature of mm -hmm. something competitive in general. You see that in sports. You see that in, uh, man, anything I can think of competitive. Right. Specifically sports at the moment. Like, you're going to see toxicity as well. Right, right, just, right, right. People are being competitive. I think those are really, really closely intertwined. Right. Um, well, I mean, the last question I have on the on the uh, on the list, even though I've been picking, you know, picking out, you know, segueing off other questions, but is yeah. how has Twitch changed your life? Um, I think the the biggest part of Twitch that I've been so grateful for is. Being able to take something, I already did a lot. I already did a lot of gaming before Twitch. Um, Twitch kind of came along 
um, and gave it some kind of purpose, mm -hmm. um, especially once we started doing the charity work. Right. Um, so for me, that's that's the biggest thing Twitch has done is is give my hobby a a bigger purpose, bigger than myself, and that's what I've loved about it. And that can take mm -hmm. in so many form. It can take so many like different ways it looks for different people like charity work is not the only way that twitch can be fulfilling for someone like the right. relationships uh the, the amount of uh, interactions you have with people and how you affect them uh that can be worth it um like there's so many ways that uh just a platform like this a social platform uh can help people out uh, for us obviously uh the charity work is huge right in the relationship we make from the channel right but yeah, that's that's definitely the the biggest piece that that Twitch has had in our lives. Right, and you know I can speak to that as far as the fulfillment of just knowing that, you know, the one thing that people don't understand is that with Twitch, as a streamer, you're giving people a place to go that may not have mm -hmm. somewhere to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you're giving them something to do, and in some cases, you know, you, it. it I don't know how you view this, but I think it's free. I think it's freaking surreal that, in some aspects, people look at my community as a place they belong, mm -hmm. and it's like it's weird that I have something where people, you know, look at that as like, I may not have this in real life, but I belong. You know, I have the sense of belonging here. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool feeling, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, yeah, but, it definitely uh, will drive you to to make things better. Yeah, you know, <laughs> late nights and uh, research and, you know, mm -hmm. watching videos and trying new things and throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well... Rotor, you have made it past the wings of death, and all you... <laughs> oh, wait, wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> um, I, I, I have to work in some sort of Sean Evans, uh, you know, every, 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 every interview I have to work in. Sean's <laughs> <laughs> yep. an inspiration, you know, he's an inspiration. He's a great interviewer. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe I just watch a lot of hot ones. <laughs> <laughs> But I do appreciate, uh, uh, I appreciate the fact that we were finally able to work this out. I appreciate the mm -hmm. fact that I was able to be, I think I was introduced to you by Tack, I want to say. Oh, okay. I don't think, I mean, it may have been Lyles, but. Lyles is uh, probably a intermittent party in there. Um, yeah. Hmm. Are you talking about JS Tactical? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that might have been, um, or it could have been Miko, or it could have been Miko. Yeah, I consider uh, Tack and Miko just kind of yeah <laughs> the same influence. Well, yeah. I mean, I know you've been around Lyles, but I don't know mm -hmm. if Tack was who, you know, because it's to me it seems like Tack knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a. Uh, 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 very social and able to connect. Ta yeah, tax sure. a presence. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I actually forgot about a question I wanted to ask you before we went. Okay. How important it is is it 
when picking a mod that you pick the right mod? <laughs> um, and what would you classify as the right mod? I have four mods. One is my wife. <laughs> um, but she doesn't really, yeah, she just said, I don't really do anything. <laughs> that's, that's pretty true. She's not very active on Twitch. Um, uh, my first mod ever was Tanner. Um, and he, on, on Twitch, he's TT Ender. He is the one that helped me get the streaming set up in the first place. Uh, we were at training together uh, down in Texas. And he's the one that got my stream up and running, talked me through how in the world does Twitch work? What kind of capture card do you need, especially if you're using PlayStation? It's very complicated as opposed to streaming with a PC. And uh, that's one reason he was my first mod because he knew he knew how things worked, and uh, it's been fun being a part of each other's streams. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have our two newest mods, the chefs, and they're just someone who we met uh, January of last year, and it became an integral part of the stream. And just you know, building that type of trust mm -hmm. and, and someone that that knows. Uh, what your intent for the stream is, what your intent for uh, how your people are communicating, um, things that would be allowed and allowed according to to what you're trying to portray. Right. Um, just someone you know that understands you, mm -hmm. um, you know it's going to be active. Um, it's it's. I don't have any kind of like, you must be at this many streams to be a mod. It's really just a, a, a level of of trust and personal relationship that drives that status for me right yeah well yeah i mean it's I, only been, you can have so many different ways to choose a mod i don't know how other people i don't know if i've ever had that conversation with anyone else it's just kind of come naturally like yeah you that this fits you <laughs> so well yeah and tr but that's the thing trust to me is the most important like trust is more important than activity for me as far mm -hmm. as choosing a mod yeah absolutely no but I mean, VIP, it's the same thing, but to a lesser degree. Yeah, VIP is someone I just want to recognize for being here. Right, right. That's, yeah. I <laughs> That's still have to trust so. you to act a certain way and, ca like, carry the ball if a mod's not there. Right. But, because that's kind of the definition of a VIP, but at the same time, it's for the recognition, yeah, for the recognition. Mm-hmm. You know, and a, just a just a funny story before we go. Uh, as you know, I use the uh, channel reward for the free cookies from the chefs. Yep. Uh, recently, <laughs> and dude, it's such a good point reward because I had uh, I sent you like a small pizza or medium pizza for a hundred k channel points, and mm -hmm. then they came in and were like, "Hey, we want to do something special in your channel. Uh, we're gonna do a dozen cookies." And dude, like they. That includes the shipping. They ship things very mm -hmm. quickly, which is not cheap. Um, so that's that is a huge channel point reward because it doesn't take too long um, if you're active in someone's stream to, to save up to thirty k points. I right. have people on my channel that have that have done it five times. Um, you can do it like once every month or two. <laughs> well, by and the time it's insanely generous, but they blew me out of the water by doing that. Uh, by the time this is published, <laughs> by the time this is published, I uh, would uh, probably have my cookies, which, by the way, was highly recommended. Mm -hmm. um, yes, dude. But when I first did it, I uh, said sugarcane, and mm -hmm. you know, of course, Chef was very confused, 
<laughs> I was too. I was like, maybe it's a type of cookie that I don't know about. I don't know. <laughs> the description of the channel reward says sugar cane and shepherd desserts. So I thought those were the two variety of cookies that you had to choose from. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> and Chef is like, no. Right and Chef's <laughs> like, no, that's uh, that's the name and of the company. That's the name of yeah. the company. Sugar, sugar cane, uh, sugar cane and shepherd desserts. Yep. Dozen cookies um, from Chef. Edit. What's it say? Your choice of a dozen cookies from Sugarcane and Shepherd Desserts. Oh, I see. Yeah, I can see how you would read it that way. Uh, delivered straight to your door. Choose what kind and make sure Chef or Miss Chef are in the chat so they see. <laughs> see, it would have made sense if I misunderstood it by saying where you said choose what kind that I obviously uh -huh. didn't see choose what kind. Otherwise, I wouldn't have thought Sugarcane and Shepherd Dessert was the uh, was that thing. But, right. you know, <laughs> just another free plug for uh, the chefs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, on our visit, I don't know if I told you this, on our visit to uh, to visit them, uh, we got to bake in their bakery with them. Uh, they, I don't think they've ever let anyone do that, and uh, we were so happy to do that. We made uh, my favorite uh, cinnamon roll blondies. Uh, they only sell them online. And apparently they don't sell very many. It's not like they're a big thing. But to me, it's the best thing ever. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> desserts I've ever had. Uh, but we also made their classic chocolate chip and M&M cookies, which when people when people order cookies, that is the most highly recommended cookie out of them all because it's just classic. Right. And they make it so well. I would. I used to say, I don't know how they do it, but I do know how they do it now. But, you know, I signed an NDA, so... Well, uh, Just kidding, I, did it, but. <laughs> I was going to say one NDA you didn't sign is what's the discount code? <laughs> yeah, uh, Rotor 15. <laughs> Get that 15% off. Actually, do I, I got to have a command for that, don't I? It's, uh, it's your bot. Boom. Yeah, Bakery. Your, your Rotor bot. 15, 15% off. <laughs> On the, at uh, sugarcaneandshepherddessert.com? Uh, yep. Uh, actually, I have the link in my chat. Um, Which I don't. They have. It, they use Shopify. Um, so I, I don't. You know what? Let me let me look up right now. It, Maybe it'll uh, be in the description. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet Chef will be able to answer in chat before I can even. It'll be in the description. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. That's that's probably a better answer. The the link will be in the description. Um, I have I have my own link. Um, that you know tracks progress and progresses right. and everything. Right, 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 right. So I don't I don't go to the normal channel too often. But yes, they have their own sugarcaneshepherddesserts.com, and I bet that you can get to the shop of life from there. Or also, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash rotorcraft, and it comes up it comes up in the chat through the uh, Twitch bot, or is uh, Easy. Streamlabs bot. Yep, absolutely. And I know I talk fast, but I am talking to rotorcraft, so <laughs> you know, put two and two together. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm going to direct you to SQ XQC. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but we do have to wrap to, we do have to put a wrap on this cuz I got work in uh about an hour. Um mm -hmm. so I do appreciate you Good know night shift. 
know, I do it. I do appreciate you uh, making time. I mean, however we got it, we got it done. So I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, of course, dude. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks for including me and in, in the video you're putting together. And yeah, it's been it's been fun hanging out with you and uh, both through Twitch and through the few games we've got to play, like Rocket League. It's been good, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you know not to be sent you know sentimental with, it, but I appreciate you being uh, so welcoming into the community and uh, of course you know allowing me to have the small part that I do you know. In, in the community. Heck yeah, dude. Great to have you.